Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 18 of Podmas. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we have two guests, one return guest, Lexi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. And a brand new guest, not to be confused with our host, Megan, but another Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, since Megan hasn't been on the show before, we're going to do her Disney profile. Um, so, how did you get into Disney? Well, um, kind of like most of your guests, um, I was. it started out with my family. Um, my parents, they were always big Disney fans, and so we had all the VHS tapes. I watched all the sing-along, you know, movies, and, you know, t- went to the theaters all the time, like, and... For, yeah, they went to the parks, everything. It was the big Disney family, so got into it because of my parents. I'll blame them for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's all their fault. Sounds familiar to me. (laughs) So who's your favorite character? Um, oh my gosh, that's like a really tough one for me. Um, I probably have to say, though, um, Flynn Rider from Tangled or Eugene. Um, I just love, like, his character development. He's just so funny and adorable, and I could watch that movie, like, all the time. I love Flynn. He does really have really good character development. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, like, sat and thought about it. I know somebody who's friends with Flynn Rider at Disney World. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. (laughs) Um, what is your favorite movie? Um, oh my gosh, that's... A definitely really hard one I guess like it almost kind of like depends on my mood yeah um but if I yes I know it's so hard to choose but if I had to choose one I think probably Beauty and the Beast I yeah that's a good one yeah. it's a common-ish one mm-hmm. but it's so yeah, but, yeah I know, I'm it's not, not very it, but... original but, <laughs> <laughs> but that just it's, means that it's like one of my it was a really good movie <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so have you been to a Disney park before um, yeah, I actually have um, many times with my family before, and then um, I worked at Disney for um, almost a year, so. Awesome. Was, yeah. Do you have a favorite of the parks? Um, like, it's hard because my favorite ride is probably a Magic Kingdom, but I think because I worked at Epcot, um, I think probably I'm going to have to say Epcot's my favorite, so it's just very, you know whatever familiar I guess but the food's awesome and I was a character attendant so I'm like always like loving the character meet and greets there so that's fun. yeah I probably have to go with Epcot the food is much better at Epcot than Magic Kingdom <laughs> much yes, better I will agree with that more variety uh, too yeah, what definitely. makes the food so bad in, in like, at Disney World? Because I've heard you guys say that a couple times, that <laughs> Disney World's food sucks compared to Disneyland. Like, what makes it so bad? That's it's a really just, good question. It's just very plain American. At Magic Kingdom, like, they don't have much variety at Magic Kingdom. It's basically just, like, burgers, chicken tenders, fries, mm-hmm. and pizzas. <laughs> like, they've, they're getting better with adding more options, especially now with, like, some sit-down restaurants with, like, Be Our Guest being, like, a signature dining now, and it's very, it's, like, French cuisine, and that's super fancy and fun. It's just their quick service that's really terrible. It's, like... Yeah. 
Their quick service is literally just different versions of burgers, chicken tenders, <laughs> fries, and then there's one Mexican restaurant that has, like, a taco bowl. <laughs> like, that's really it. It's just all, like, there is all straight up fried food. Yeah. Um, but if you go to, like, Epcot, there's a whole, there's all these I different mean, countries, yeah, so there's the a lot showcase. of different options, I guess. So, when you're at Magic Kingdom all day and then you're like, I'm starving I, and you have to go get chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I think that the thing with Magic Kingdom, though, is, like, they know that that is a kid-centric right. park. Right. So, yeah, they I can't could... really be too crazy with the cuisine. Yeah. Because, like, kids are... Does. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, the, the Sleepy Hollow um, little oh, quick service yes. place that they have, like, those waffles and those are fruit and Nutella, like, that's my go-to for Magic Kingdom. I will I will say that if anybody's yeah. asking for food at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think we just, um, maybe it's because we were college program kids there and we couldn't really afford a lot of the food, so we just got stuck eating a lot of the chicken nuggets or something. But, <laughs> hey, trust me, a day at Cosmic Ray's lunch there having just, like, a little chicken nugget piece sometimes is exactly what I need in life. Hanging out with yeah, um, hanging out with Sunny, Sunny, but yeah, I know I mean, we like it's, it's we getting better it a lot. though. Yeah, sorry, that was like kind of a rant, but <laughs> it's getting <laughs> it's getting better at Magic Kingdom with the sit downs and like yes, like you said, Sleepy Hollow is actually really good, but it's just like really bad compared to the other parks. I think, but yeah, I thought Disneyland had really good food. Mm-hmm. They do, mm-hmm. they do. It's just different. <laughs> Maybe it's that California lifestyle. They need more options out there. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Last Disney profile question. What's your favorite Disney memory? Oh my gosh. Um, like, I, I kind of had to talk this one over with my parents because I was like, oh, like, it's, there's so much. It's, you know, my whole entire life. Like, I don't know what to choose, but um, I probably, I brought it down to one where, um, we went to Cinderella's Royal Table uh, when I was little, which is the restaurant in the castle. And um, you take an elevator to get up there. And when we happened to be going up to the elevator, uh, Cinderella was going up as well. And so she took the elevator with us and she kind of hung out with me and for a little bit. And like, I guess she ended up kissing my cheek and I would not like wipe it off like for like the whole rest of the day i was like nope like treasure this forever so i just i every time they tell that i just think it's so cute and so i'm like i I think probably that would be one of my favorites that's so that's so cute normally elevator rides are really awkward but like if cindy's in there yeah (laughs) that's that's amazing no awkward silences with cinderella Mm -mm. yeah (laughs) Alright, so today we're going to be discussing probably one of the cutest movies I've watched in a while, Greyfriars Bobby. Bobby. Cute as it is sad, but like mostly cute. I'd say mostly cute. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this like brought back some really cool memories of Katie and I's trip to Edinburgh, which was really neat. I was like... That's the that's the graveyard we like walked in there. And I was like, oh, there's Edinburgh Castle. Oh my god, I was there. <laughs> I was yeah. just there in August and I was like the same way. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I walked those streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. Oh, you got to go there for festival season. Oh it was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad, but it was still enjoyable though. Yeah. We want to go back to, everyone was like, you have to come here in August. You have to. Like, I mean, probably 12 times. We had 12 people tell us. I just have to, like, 
know that the crowds are going to be bad and then yeah. like psych myself up for it and like be prepared <laughs> you but. can barely walk through the streets and you're given a lot of pamphlets i will say that <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> all right so it's time for the 30 second disney dash I've started looking at our guests when we say that just to see if they look excited or <laughs> dreading it or like nervous sweating. I, it was, I don't know what the reaction exactly was this time, but a little nervous, I think. Well, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'll break the ice and go first and get this over with. As always. <sighs> All right. On your mark. Get set. Go. So it's a movie about a little dog named Bobby whose owner is very sick. Well, it's actually not his owner. I don't really understand that, how that goes, but he follows this guy into the city and then he dies and Bobby is very sad about it and he will not leave his grave and then the city basically adopts him and it's really cute. You had 11 seconds to spare. Even with my blunder. Yeah. I know, you started panicking and I I looked away so you wouldn't get nervous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I left out some details, but that's the gist of it. Some? I'm just kidding. It was good. Right. It was good. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> would, would one of our guests like to go next? Get it out of the way? I'll go. I'll get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On your mark, get set, and go. Farmers have a dog that gets attached to a shepherd, Old Jock, who used to work for them, but they had to let go. Bobby follows Old Jack until he passes away. Bobby stays with Mr. Trails during the day and James Brown at Gryfer's Kirkyard during the night. When Bobby gets in trouble with the police, Trails and Brown both fight for who has custody. In the end, the children collect money for a license for Bobby, and Lord Provost declares for free or him free to roam the city. Twenty-five. That was great. Nice. Very nice. Stumbled a little there and See? left out a few things, but, but... you got there. Now I understand <laughs> you the why gist. the dog likes that guy. Yeah, I didn't get that either, so thank you for clearing that up for me. I was like, wait, he's not the owner? <laughs> he is? He's not? <laughs> I don't it know. It took me a while, but I eventually, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Lexi, would you like to go next or last? <sighs> Alright, let's, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On your mark, get set and go. Bobby is a sky terrier in Scotland who is devoted to a shepherd named Old Jock. Old Jock dies and is buried in Greyfriars Crickyard. Bobby then splits, splits his time between Mr. Trail's restaurant, playing with local kids and guarding Old Jock's grave. The police notice that no one owns Bobby or have paid the license fee, so Mr. Trail is taken to court. He refuses to pay the fee on principle, but the caretakers of the Crickyard and the local kids offer to pay. In the end, the Lord Provost grants Bobby the key to the city of Edinburgh and then therefore is owned by everyone. How did you so calmly deliver every detail of the film <laughs> and make it at 27? Believe me, that's not, it did not go well. The other <laughs> But you did really <laughs> good. That was you really like the good. notebook I wrote it in? I love your notebook. Shout out to Hufflepuff. Oh, wait, I need that because my, oh, dish, my dash one? is in there. Yeah, I wrote one today. Oops, I turned my flashlight on. Okay, go ahead. Ready, set, go. Bobby is a small dog who is very loyal to his master, Jock. When Jock sadly passes away from pneumonia, Bobby still refuses to leave his side. He walks with his casket and sleeps at his grave every night. He wins the heart of the entire town, including a barkeeper and an old friend of Jock, Grumpy Kirkguard groundskeeper, and all the children of Edinburgh. He even wins over the judge who has to lock him up because he didn't have an owner. The entire town adopts him, and he's free to roam where he pleases. 20. Nice. You were, like, speeding up so fast, and I'm like, I got got nervous. (laughs) 
<laughs> I got nervous. This is episode 57, and I still get nervous I know. on the dashes. <laughs> All right. Whew. So, some history on Grey Friars Bobby. It was released on September 28th of 1961 and starred Donald Crisp and Lawrence Nysmith in a story about two Scottish men who compete for the affection of a Sky Terrier named Bobby. You're saying um, it wrong. Bobby. Thank you. The screenplay <laughs> is written by Robert Westerby, and it was based upon the 1912 novel Greyfriars Bobby <laughs> by Eleanor Atkinson. Um, and it is based on a true story uh, upon an incident in the 19th century of Edinburgh involving a dog that came to be known as Greyfriars Bobby. It was the second film based upon the novel, the first being Challenge to Lassie, in which Donald Crisp also starred. Oh, that's cool. Um, the film was directed by Don Chaffee, who would later direct Pete's Dragon. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Pete's um, Dragon. I've, I've never, never seen, seen it. <laughs> I know. My I know. grandma would be so really disappointed in me. Well, we're going to. So, mm-hmm. um, While most of the location shooting was done in Scotland, including at the original graveyard, Greyfriars Kirkyard, um, that the real Bobby slept in, uh, location, oh wait, the Edinburgh Village scenes were filmed on sets at Shepperton Studios in Surrey, England. Um, Variety says, Greyfriars Bobby sets out to melt the heart and does it skillfully. Central character is a little Sky Terrier, and this engaging little animal is quite irresistible. Patiently and brilliantly trained, Bobby wraps up the stellar honors for himself and the humans, knowing they don't stand a chance. Wisely are content to play chorus. I don't understand that sentence. Did I say that wrong? (laughs) You just said the commas awkwardly. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Nevertheless, there are some very effective pieces of thesping, largely by Scottish actors. Lawrence Nysmith gives a strong, likable performance as the kindly eating house owner who takes Bobby under his wing. Um, Also, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll wait until after your fun facts, because I don't know what you say. No, go ahead. Say it. It's fine. I was just going to say that Greyfriars Kirkyard is also inspiration for our... Favorite person ever, J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. who actually did walk Greyfriars Kirkyard while she lived in Edinburgh and pulled quite a few names from there for very popular characters of the book series, what? such as Tom Riddle. No way. R I D D E L. It is spelled a little different, but there is a Tom Riddle in Greyfriars Kirkyard. An Elizabeth Moody, a McGonagall. Who? What? Who is known to be the worst poet in Scotland. It literally says that on it his does. grave. It does. <laughs> um, and there's also a Potter. But we couldn't find Potter. We couldn't find Potter, but I know that it's in there. Um, I think that there's one more. Maybe not. But yeah, she she pulled inspiration from Greyfriars Kirkyard. And if you go on any of the Harry Potter walking tours in Edinburgh, they take you into Greyfriars Kirkyard to point out the names. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. Fun facts. So, as a couple of us said, or maybe just one of us, I don't remember, uh, Bobby is a you Sky Terrier. Bobby <laughs> is a Sky Terrier. Um, so, I found this quote about a Sky Terrier. It says, the heavenly breed with the heart of a lion. And I thought that really connected with Bobby himself. Can I just say that there literally are Terriers all over Edinburgh? Like, that's like a real thing. That's like, their thing. <laughs> like, there really are Terriers everywhere. That really is like their thing. Yeah. Although this like, one... stray dogs? No, 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 no. Like, people walking their dogs, but, like, a lot of people have terriers. Like, they're a very common breed over there. 
That's so funny. I never, I didn't think of her saying it like that. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> there's just dogs everywhere. <laughs> um, according to the Kennel Club, it is one of the most endangered native dog breeds in the United Kingdom. That's weird. Yeah. So I think, I think I read a fact. Don't know if it's true or not. That Maybe there's only like bred too far out from their original like, but they're still terriers. They're just like they've been bred with Scottish terriers mm. and like other breeds, like true breeds. Yeah. Um, I think there's only like. 30 or something crazy i'm not sure but it kind of guessed that they could possibly be extinct within 40 years which is really sad so hopefully they don't they don't become extinct because they're cute i guarantee you it's because of breeding with other breeds yeah that happens with a lot of dog breeds unfortunately cat ones too actually like the scotland wild scottish wild cat Mm -hmm. it just looks like a little domestic cat but it's really a wild cat. Yeah. But there's not very many left because they just breed with uh, house cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that in your, your uh, Main Street 9 3 quarters video. It yeah. like, looks like a regular tabby. <laughs> it was so cute. It was really <laughs> weird to see just like a cat at the zoo, like behind glass in its own exhibit. <laughs> like just like something that looks like a normal <laughs> house cat. It was awesome. <laughs> um, so some other facts about the Sky Terrier. They are intensely loyal to their family, sometimes attaching themselves to one person. Makes Sound sense. familiar? Um, they need a lot of personal attention. You can't ignore them. Um, it's one of the most self-willed and independent of the Terriers. Sounds perfect for this dog. Yeah. So... Bobby slept faithfully at old Jock's grave every night for 14 years, regardless of the weather. Um, being That's a, like real-time life story. That's like really what happened. I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but right, this is, this is the legend. Um, being a dog, Bobby couldn't be buried in the consecrated ground in the kirkyard. Because it BS. was still a part of the law, even though they were letting him break the law. So why not no, just bury him there? No, it's a religious thing. Oh, got it. Um, but instead, he is buried under a triangular area of land just inside the Kirkyard Gates, and it's a little distance from the grave of Old Jock. So, that's still sweet. At least they did legally what they could do, I guess. Or religiously. Yeah, it's really cute. Do. There's, like, a little statue of Bobby in the Kirkyard, that, like, where he's buried. Mm-hmm. Also, another statue of him outside the Kirkyard that you can, like, take pictures with and stuff in front, like, up the hill from the kirkyard you're supposed to rub his little nose it's like totally like he's all bronze but his nose is all gold because everyone (laughs) rubs him and super cute yeah um you said that one already sorry it's okay so although he is first build donald hold on about that one that you just skipped challenge to lassie yeah do you think that that's literally because like this story was meant to be a challenge to lassie like oh is this gonna be like a better story than the lassie story i hope so because that's sassy it is sassy I kind of like it. That's kind of how I took it when you said it, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) Um, Although he's first billed, Donald Crisp, who plays James Brown, does not appear until 26 minutes in. So he's the first one on there, but he's not the first one. Who is he again? The owner of the Kirkyard? Or the one who, like, cares for the Kirkyard? James Brown. Yeah, the Kirkyard. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the book on which the Disney film is based does kind of go away from the true story quite a bit. So Bobby's real owner was a policeman who died of tuberculosis. They changed it to a shepherd who died of pneumonia. Um, when the law mandated that Bobby be put down without an owner, it was actually the Lord Pro- Provost? 
Provost. Provost, who paid the fee, so the children didn't come, although I liked that little twist. I liked how he let the kids pay for it, but he still put his name on there. Oh, right. Right. Instead (laughs) of, like, the children of Edinburgh, I was like, no, I did this. Um, There is a statue of Bobby in the real Greyfriars Kirkyard. And the story inspired another film in 2006 by Piccadilly Pictures called The Adventures of Greyfriars Bobby in the UK. I want to watch it. Me too. So it's currently available on DVD. It's presented in full screen. However, it was filmed to be widescreen. There's no bonus features. You can get it on iTunes, however, and that's where it is properly displayed as widescreen. So oh, if you want to see the true iTunes, yeah, I, I rented know. it on Amazon. We didn't know. Until Dang. Now. Sorry. Oh, well. And so, like Meg said, and like I think I said again, you can visit the statue, and I figured we could talk a little bit about how we did go see it, which was really cool. We um, saw him twice. A couple times, yeah. Because he's, I mean, like, he's by a lot of things that you would go to, so you, like, you walk by the statue quite a bit, but it's right on the George the Fourth bridge in edinburgh which um is the bridge that connects i believe correct me if i'm wrong if anybody knows this but i believe that that bridge connects like old town and new town in edinburgh so like one side is prince's street and the other side is the royal mile um but it's at the bottom of the royal mile so like you're at the bottom of the hill up to the castle whenever you are on that side of the street and it is on the side where the Royal Mile is. You just have to go a little bit further past the Royal Mile, and he's right there. And there's actually a pub right behind him called Greyfriars Bobby Pub. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Greyfriars Bobby Pub. And then down the other way, like, down that street is where um, the museum is. Like, the National Museum. I don't know. That's where, like, the chess pieces are, and, like, where you can go see Dolly, the first cloned sheep. Like, that kind of stuff is in there. Um... It was really cool, though, because Meg was researching things for us to do over in Scotland, and she found this, and she was like, what is this? And then she found the story, and she thought it was really cute, and then we heard it from one of our friend's moms, too, and we were just super excited to go and see (laughs) it. She went to Edinburgh just to see the statue. I know. Because she really loves dogs. Like, she was only there for, like, a couple hours, and that's that's why she was there, just to (laughs) see this dog. Um, We tried to eat at the pub. But by the time we got there, it was crazy busy and loud, and we were trying to, like, hang out with people. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I did eat at the pub. Awesome. Um, like, we were standing out, like, outside of it waiting for them to open at, like, I think 11 or noon or something. Um, but I just liked, um, on the front of it, they have a plaque. Yeah. And it talks about how, like, Greyfriars oh, Bobby would, like, come at, like, the cannon sound and, like, get his meal and everything. And I just thought that was, like, super cool because it's, like, they showed that in the movie, too. Yeah. So. I like forgot all about that. We took a picture it. of the plaque. Mm-hmm. I forgot that we did that. Thank you for reminding us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just real. I love Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my favorite place that I've ever gone in my entire life. Same. I could go back there over and over and never be bored of it. Scotland is the most beautiful place ever. Gorgeous. Yeah. I need to go there. All my family's from there on my oh, mom's side. Nice. Uh, you do need to. I mean, it was so beautiful that Meg and I were like, how do we move here? Because we love it so much. <laughs> I was, And then I was like, oh, it's actually, like, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but we can always go visit. Yeah. But so, yeah. I mean, like, the story is very um, prominent, like, there. Like, everybody knows who Greyfriars Bobby is still. And 
not again not only is his statue outside he still does have his statue on the inside is kind of like his grave marker um but you can go see where he was buried see so this makes me question because i found two articles that say none of this is true what and that makes me super upset like almost didn't want to bring it up because i don't believe it i believe it was true but people are saying that it was basically like a hoax that the kirkyard like there was a stray dog and the kirkyard kind of like made up this story to get people to come there and it worked and there was like this boom of tourism and all this other stuff um i don't know hundreds i don't know i don't really believe it that seems weird to like do in the 1800s it's not like that's gonna get out worldwide to make people come to a city because what's a churchyard trying to do to bring people in there right they're there for you to pay respects that to the people like who are there. So I'm going to say that this hoax article is a hoax itself. And I believe in you, Bobby, because I think it's adorable. And yeah. dogs really are, they know that kind of stuff. Especially if it's dumb. in the breed. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's true. I think it's true I as well. I believe it's true. I mean, like, maybe it was exaggerated a little bit, but still, like... If I'm going to say that any of it is a hoax, like, maybe I could believe that parts of the story are exaggerated. Maybe he wasn't there every single day. Or maybe he wasn't, like, at the pub every single day at a certain time or something like that, you know? But, like, I'm sure, like, I feel like there was definitely a dog who lost an owner, who mourned him, you know? I mean, you hear about that, not to this extreme, but you hear about that now. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, like, a weird thing that a dog would do that. I mean, dogs and animals and, like, there's that one really sad video online of a cat, like, seeing a video of their deceased owner and it breaks my heart and, like, they recognize your voice and they'd probably recognize your smell if it was still around, you know? Yeah. I believe in you, Bobby. I know, me too. I do. I, I saw, like, a, it was, like, a website or something that was, like, historic UK or something and it was giving dates on like when the family moved there and like when you know and how the policeman you know obtained his dog and all this other stuff so that's why I kind of believed it a little more than yeah thank you (laughs) have you guys heard the story of Hachiko in Japan Mm -mm. so I went to Japan for the first time when I was 16 and there was you know in Japan where they have the, the it's like the classic video of downtown Tokyo and like there's all those people crossing the crosswalk at the same time and it looks like insane. Yeah. There's a statue near there of a dog that's an Akita oh, named okay. Hachiko. And it's like a similar story to Greyfriars Bobby and it was in the 1920s. It was a guy, a guy owned him who was a professor at the university near there in Tokyo. And the dog would meet him at the train station every day and they would go home together. And the dog never failed to do this, did every day for like, I think like a couple years. And then the, the guy had a brain hemorrhage while he was lecturing one day and he didn't show up to the train station. And the dog... I have heard of this story. Yeah, you heard. Yeah, it's so sad. So, like, for the next like ten years, Hachiko came to the train station and waited for his owner to come back, and of course, he never did, and it was so sad. And so they, so Hachiko is like this symbol of loyalty in Japan, and everyone like knows about the statue, and it's like a popular meeting place, and 
I'm pretty sure that Jen and Tim Tracker, do you guys watch them on YouTube at all? They're like Disney vloggers. Um, but they went to Tokyo Disney and they like went to the train station and talked about the statue. They like put it in their vlogs and I was like, as soon as you started talking, I'm like, oh, train station. Yep, that's it. I remember. It's really sad. It's so sad. <sighs> but you know, animals are just cool. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. Oh, I was gonna yell at you for not including Bobby in the character list. I will say, so I usually will copy a full character list. I mean, for people, it'll just be like, server number one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll just copy it all, and then I'll watch the movie, and then I'll go through and be like, delete them. Those people don't matter, blah, 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 blah. They did not have Bobby. <laughs> those people don't matter. That's for me harsh. to discuss. Okay. And they didn't have Bobby, so that's not my fault. All right, well, let's move on to characters then, and let's just talk about Bobby first. Okay. So, Bobby is, like, the cutest thing ever, <laughs> and clearly a Hufflepuff because yes. of his loyalty. <laughs> yes. Like, a thousand percent Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepup. A Hufflepuff. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Thank you. I just loved, I loved how they made a dog... Because, okay, so, like, normally whenever you have an animal as, like, a main character in a movie, at least nowadays, like, they talk or something like that to, like, make them, like, have more of a role in the story or something like... I just said, like, something like that, like, way too many times, so sorry. Anyway, um, so I liked how they were able to make him a main character without, like without even having to narrate over him. Like, if you're thinking about some of, like, Perry or something like that, like... Perry was the main character of that film, but they narrated, like, her thoughts over the footage. And, like, they didn't even have to do that with Bobby because, like, they this dog was so well-trained oh to, like, God, do these yeah. roles. I, I noticed in the beginning credits they credited the trainer. Yeah, I saw that. Um, But I just think that he did a really good job. Was it a boy or a girl? Do you know? I don't know, actually. That usually is a fact, but I don't know. Um, but yeah. I liked, um, I liked how the dog played the role. Like, it, it did a really good job. Yeah, like, no parts. I feel like sometimes in a movie with, like, with Perry or, um, even with Nikki, Dog of the, Wild Dog of the North. Yep. Um, some, sometimes when you don't have a narrator, or even if you do, like, it can kind of drag out a little bit. It can make the movie boring. And I love animals, and I'll stare yeah. at them all day, but sometimes it's like, okay, next scene. I <laughs> never felt like that with this. It was just like, give me more of this dog, because he's so cute, and he just, he has such an enormous personality for someone who doesn't say one word. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But Hufflepuff, does anybody think anything else? I mean, I think I it's... totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. I will say, if you Google a Sky Terrier, the other ones aren't as cute as him. He had a proper haircut. Because some of them, like, <laughs> let their hair get, like, all emo in their eyes. <laughs> Which, I'm nothing against that. I had it, too, in high school. It's fine. But it's I just okay, don't dog, like it on his I have the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, next up is James Brown. Um, he's played by Donald Crisp. This is the... Oh, the guy who takes care of the Kirkyard, correct? Mm -hmm. So he, he has great character development, though. Yes. So he comes across in the beginning as this, like, old <clears throat> grouchy guy. And 
who's like just super angry about the fact that there's this little dog that wants to come into the kirkyard and that's not allowed even though like it's really just his rule it's not like a city rule like the city doesn't say he can't go in there it's just this guy that says he can't go in there so i thought it was a city rule no not for the kirkyard i thought it was because he was like you'll get me fired no because um what's the guy's name mr trail says he's like you made those rules oh got it i apologize yeah. <laughs> i know what i'm talking I'm about sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but eventually he comes to fall in love with bobby i think actually it's mostly because of his wife she falls in love with bobby and then that kind of like makes him fall in love with bobby and then and then i was really shocked to see them show up at the end me too to pay for the license of the dog so I thought that was really sweet. I kind of want to put him in Ravenclaw a little bit, just because he seems he seems like he has this, like, wiseness about him. And, like, it's not... I don't know how to explain this without, like, offending Ravenclaws. <laughs> 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 but, like, sometimes it's just... Tread lightly. <laughs> I know, I know. Sometimes there's kind of this, like, air about certain Ravenclaws that is, like... I know what's best, and I know what to do, and this is the way that it should be, and I kind of feel like he's like that a little bit. He does, if you just, if you go off of that, he does kind of do that to his wife, but, and I love, which we can just talk about Mrs. Brown um, yeah. combined in here, I love how he'll just be like, on this rampage in this rant, and she's like, mm, okay, dear, mm-hmm, okay, like, whatever, <laughs> like, here, just eat, and then there's one time where um, he was like, oh, like, I think he heard Bobby barking, he's like, oh, that dog's back, and she looks... And looks back at her bowl and just sips her soup. Like, yes! <laughs> Doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I like her. Fun fact about Donald Crisp, he also played the mayor in Pollyanna. Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot to say that. He did, uh, yes. Shout out to Pollyanna. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that for forever. <laughs> I love Haley Mills. Okay. Do you guys, Do you? would you guys place him anywhere else? I don't know. I think that... He's a tough one for me. Yeah. Yeah. We almost don't really know enough about his personality to place him, but... Yeah. Big grump. Yeah, he's a grump. <laughs> he has a grump. Um, so, Mr. Trail is next. I love him. He... I love him, too. Yeah. He is um, very caring, and he... I love that... You can tell when someone is, like, super caring whenever they notice stuff that, like, is out of the norm. Like, yeah. not everybody would notice that Jacques didn't show up. You know, like, sometimes, like, he would just go about his day, and it would just kind of keep going, and then all of a sudden, like, the next day would come, and maybe he would notice then, but, like, it was... Immediate. Immediately. He's like, oh, yeah, this is where your owner usually sits. Why isn't he here? Plus the fact that he continues to take Bobby in and feed him every single day is super caring, I kind of also want to put him in Hufflepuff because of that. No? I want to put him in Slytherin. Why? Because. Oh, well, he is pretty cunning. No, because he has this, like, tough attitude, but he's really cuddly on the inside. Like, when um, 
old Jack comes in the middle of the night. He brings him in, and he's like, oh, thank you for feeding me. And he's like, what, you think I'm just doing it because I care about you? No, you're a paying customer, and I'm, you've been here for this many months, and if I, I'm just doing it so you come back and get more food. And then, like, <laughs> he, true. like, gets mad when anybody, like, starts to talk about how he might care for the dog. And it's like, no, you really do. You got that soft side under there. I have to say, I do... I did think that it was really odd that he was, like, so against paying for the license on this dog. Like, just do it. I think it was because... You're really going to let them kill the dog. He said it was, like, principle. Right. Yeah. That was, like, his thing. It was, like, it was, you know, it's principle. I shouldn't have to pay this because I wasn't his master, which, you know, it's kind of... Like, yes, but also don't <laughs> let this dog die. <laughs> right. Like, if you care for it, just pay it and whatever. I can see, um, I can see your argument for Slytherin. Slytherin. Well, I also, too, I think he was, like, also trying to, like, I guess he didn't really want the dog to die because he was also like, well, you know, he's been living with James Brown, so, <laughs> you know, maybe he should be paying it. So I feel like I could also see the Slytherin kind of, too. But just trying to, like be cunning and try to get this other guy to agree to do it yeah. while yeah. caring deep down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just not I don't wanting. think he ever intended to let the dog Yeah. Like, I think if it came down to it he would have paid it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could like wiggle his way out of it somehow. Yeah that's true. Which is also very cunning. He is like a cat you know like show me affection when I want affection. Can Slash, we talk about I, I love you but I'm not gonna tell you I love you. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the appearance of cats in this movie and how cute they are? There's one cat. Two, I think. You see a cat twice whenever he's running through oh, the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he stops and the cat like meows at him. See, I got I didn't like the appearance of the cats because they well, yelled they were and kind they were of mean. like they were kind of like get away from me, but they were cute cats. Well, they were cute, yeah. They're cats. All right. Well, um next, Jacques. <laughs> house <laughs> <laughs> you just hit your face on the microphone um oh also mr trail had a small role in third man on the mountain i'm trying to remember who he was i feel like maybe he ran the shop that they bought their stuff at that's what i was thinking um and then he's also going to appear appear in the three lives of thomasina which comes up later after podmas after podmas um okay so next is old jacques who was also in Kidnapped. I don't remember. I, it's crazy how many, like, how much these actors, like, intertwine with films. Mm -hmm. It drives me nuts because they're all over the place, but it's cool. Um, So old Jacques, he, I really liked him. And it really, like, that was heartbreaking because I, I, I didn't really understand why he wouldn't just, like, accept help. I, I understood why he didn't want to die in an infirmary. Like, I get that. People don't want to die in a hospital. But at the same time, like, maybe they could have helped you out of the situation that you were in, possibly. I don't know. Some people have like, extreme he was, pride. I know. He was, like, literally going to die on the street, though. I know. You know, I mean, like, he had the guy that he was a shepherd for, right? That's, like, the family that he was a shepherd for. They, He had him drive him out to the city, and he just, like, was in the back of this truck that was, like, broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, seriously, pride will make people do the craziest things. I know. And, like, won't ask for help, even if you are in desperate, extreme need of help, like this guy. 
I feel like that's a Gryffindor trait. (laughs) I could see that. (laughs) Very filled with pride and not going to stray from like, I mean, like what he, he was definitely thinking with his heart and not his head. He's also very stubborn. Very stubborn. But it was sweet whenever Bobby found him. Yeah. And he just kind of like, I was worried he was going to try and push him away more than he did, but he was really just glad that he showed up. Yeah. I think also, too, I could be totally wrong about this, but um, I think when the farmer tried to pay him, like, I think because he knew that they were in a bad situation, I think he, like, was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want your money, like, but, but then the guy, I think, forced them to take it or something, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I noticed that. Good characteristic of him. Yeah, totally. That was the saddest scene of the movie, though, when he was in the the in room laying on the bed clutching the bible he couldn't read in the heather plant i know like, i was like this is so awful yeah yeah it <laughs> oh, got yeah. really sad really quick yeah, i was like oh yeah okay and then seeing bobby like walk with his casket oh that was so sad that was so sad that was terrible all right no more sadness okay who's next um, so we don't really know a lot about this guy, but, um, Sergeant Davy McLean. Is that the guy who, like, tries to take Bobby? I believe so, yes. Okay. I just wanted to mention that he also played a small role in Kidnapped, and he also returns in Thomasina. So, again. Lots of people. Lots of intermixing people. Um, we don't really know enough about him to place him, yeah. I don't think. He's kind of just following the law and trying to clean up the streets. Can't really blame the guy. Um, how do you say this guy's name? Lord Provost. Lord Provost. Who also has a small role in Kidnapped. Jeez. Yeah. I like this guy because he seems like a proper judge. I can see a judge being like, this is a dog. Who cares? Which I don't believe in at all. Right. Um, But he listened to everybody's story. It did sound like really far-fetched, but like he just kept letting people come in and he kept getting more and more and more of the story and he let it influence him. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, nope, this is Well, law. he was there the first day. Did you see that? He was there the first day during the trial. And he, like, heard... Mm. He heard uh, Mr. Trail's story, basically, what he said the first day he was in court. And then he, like, wrote a note and handed it off and gave it to the judge guy that was there and said, make him come in tomorrow at 8.30 and I'll be there. At least that's what I'm assuming the note said. Like, no, I... We don't see it, but that's what ends up happening after, like, that judge gets the note. So he, like, hears this story and must, he must believe him more than he can see the people believing him at that moment in time. And he's like, you know what? I want to take on this. I want to hear what they have to say. Right. Which is really awesome. But yeah, what is up with you You owning the dog? Can I don't get that. Why does he get to own the dog? I don't think he owns the dog. It's, it's just the like city. he's like he gave the order that the dog yes. is licensed. Yes. Okay. So because his name is on there, that. nobody can question it. Head cannon accepted. Also, <laughs> fun fact about the guy that he's based off of: he was um, the director of the Scottish SPCA. Oh, that's cool. That is really cool. So it kind of makes sense that he would stand up for the dog. Yeah. In real life. I like it. I like that. I don't know if we know enough about to put or to put him either, but you know. Um, okay, so Allie and Hamish, two of the kids, they're cute. 
The kids were really cute. <laughs> I liked their role. Like, I thought that they were just kind of going to be annoying, actually, when I saw them the first time, and I'm like, this seems unnecessary to add more characters in. Why are we getting to know them? But it was actually really cute at the end how, like, clearly Allie has fallen in love with Bobby, like, likes seeing him there every day, enjoys, like, making sure that he gets his meal, and then as soon as she finds out what's going on, like, they band together and make sure that it doesn't happen and get the entire city involved. Mm-hmm. Literally the whole city. They're just like, all right, well... Can I have a penny? Yeah, and, like, seven They just shillings. go around and ask for pennies. Seven shillings, that's a lot. How many pennies do we need? How many hay pennies do we need to add up to this? Yeah. And they did it. They did it. That's pretty cool. I like them. You guys have anything else to add to characters before we move on? It's not very, like... I guess it doesn't relate too much, but I'm just, like, thinking... You know, that poor little girl on the farm who, like, just wanted that dog so bad. I know. I I feel a little bit bad for her. I kind of forgot about her. Yeah. Like, all the other little kids get her and get their dog, but... Had the dog run away from her twice. Yeah. Well, she should move to the city, I guess. Then she'll get to... (laughs) Oh my god, that was so loud. That was so loud, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just causing problems over here. Well, she should move to the city. And then she'd get to have Bobby. Mm-hmm. It cracked me up how she buried him in hay. Right. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what dog wants to stay here anyway, kid? Um, can we talk about like how far away they live from the city and how far Bobby traveled twice to go back there? The one sign that we see says eight miles, right? Yeah, and he's already traveling like a long time before he gets there. It's like an all-day trip he takes. It's crazy. Little puppy. All right. Favorite character and part. My favorite character is Bobby. (laughs) And I think that that's going to be a popular one. (laughs) But if I had to pick a backup, it would also be Mr. Trail, just because I like the role that he plays in making sure that, like, I, now that, Lexi, now that you mentioned that, like, I can see that his plan really was to try and get others to band together to try and get this taken care of with the dog so, like, it wouldn't land on him to have to pay those shillings. But, like, is the guy from the Kirkyard going to pull through or I don't know. But I just like what he did and he got it done. So that's good. Um, favorite scene is definitely the ending. Seeing those kids go around and like gather all of that money to try and get this license paid. And then like seeing Bobby at Edinburgh Castle with the military and like, and then, um, the people who are there are like, who is that dog? And they're like, that's Bobby. You don't know who Bobby is. He's like, (laughs) he's owned by the city. It was just really cute. And they were like, oh, I've heard of him. That's him, huh? And it was, he's just <laughs> properly walking down the, the little street. So cute. What about you guys? Favorite character, favorite scene? Um, yeah, I think, like, I mean, non-human character, definitely say Bobby. <laughs> like, his personality is just so big, and he's just so cute, but... I also have to agree with Mr. Trails, like, especially too, just like the, you know, the beginning of the movie where it's just like, you know, he knows like something's up and he just like wants to take care of like this dog who's not his, like, it's just, you know, he just seemed, and he's even like paying the kids to like sneak him into the graveyard so you can see like, you know, his old master is just, just so cute. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I definitely, yeah, I think he's one of my favorites. Um... I think I definitely the ending like was a big like I just I just love the whole end scene too but I also have to say 
um, like when they're in the courtroom and like the the constable or like the policeman or something, he's like almost kind of he's not purposely playing with the dog, but like the dog is like eating like the quill and everything, and like jumping up on him. And I was like, oh, it's just so adorable. Like it was almost kind of like, hey, like feel bad for me, like don't <laughs> don't put me away, please. He knows how to play. Outtakes that they kept in the movie because it's so cute. Oh my gosh. I bet it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is cute. We have to keep this in. <laughs> How about you, Lexi? Well, obviously, my favorite character is Bobby. <laughs> um, what? I'm a huge dog person. So, of course, like, the, the whole, like, probably, like, first 20 minutes, the whole time, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. I think I took the crap out of my husband. I'm just like, he's a dog. Oh, my God. Just freaking out. And um, I love the part where he... Um, old jock tells him to die for his country. Oh like, yes, like, play dead, but it's die for your country. Yeah, and he, yeah. Like, and he lays does on it. his back. That was so cute. That was cute. Um, that was cute. And my favorite scene was the end with the kids coming into the courtroom and wanting to pay for him. I thought it was the sweetest thing ever. And then with him with the bagpipes, I loved that. Yeah. He's so sweet. Oh, my favorite character is Bobby. Shocker. Yeah. Who else? You've got pixels. I know. Else, I know. Too. Um, but yeah, Mr. Trail as well, yeah. because I liked how he just, you can tell a lot about a person and how they treat their inferiors, right? And animals. Exactly. But to man, right. a dog would probably be an inferior, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you don't treat animals well, we don't need to be friends ever. But yeah, he just, um, <laughs> basically, basically, this isn't his dog, technically. He knows that it belongs to a friend of his. He knows his friend has died. This dog is very loyal, takes care of him. No question about it. It's not like you should get out of here, go along, run along. No question at all. Takes care of him. Um, my favorite scene, well, I love the ending, same reasons you guys said, but my favorite scene also turns into my least favorite scene, so I don't know if you want me to say it now or later. And then just roll into my least favorite anyway. You can say it now and you can kick off least favorite. Okay. (laughs) So I love the scene when Jacques and Bobby get to the inn and they're in the room. He sneaks them in successfully. They're in the room. Um, He's very sick, obviously. He's probably very exhausted. He just escaped his friend. Like he just was afraid he's going to go to the doctor. Um, But then he starts playing with Bobby. And there's like a moment where like, He forgets he's sick. He forgets he's got all these hardships. He forgets that he's homeless and he's just having fun. He's got like a real smile on his face and he's laughing and Bobby's going crazy and barking, you know, like you shouldn't be doing that. You're supposed to be quiet, but like they're just having such a good time. And for just a split second, he gets to forget that he has all this horrible things going on. And he probably knows that he's close to dying, which is very sad. Um, And then that obviously turns into my least favorite because... They have to stop. They, they can't play anymore because they'll get caught. And then obviously he dies. And it's very, very sad. I watched this movie. We watched this separately. And I put it on for Meg today and then like went to go do something else. And I couldn't, I almost couldn't look at old Jacques like alive in the beginning. Because I'm like, I know he's not alive for very long. And it's just making me really sad to think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know if I have a least favorite character though. Because they all turn around. Like, I would say James Brown, because he doesn't want to let Bobby in for, like, ever, and he's just stubborn about it. But then he comes around, and he just, like, he's like, oh, you had me waiting here. I didn't, I almost locked you out, and he lets him in at the end, you know? Yeah. 
Lexi, do you want to go? We'll just do reverse order. My least favorite character is the lady innkeeper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is bad. You're right. She has, like, no redeeming qualities whatsoever. You're right. I know she was in there for, like, a very short amount of time, but I was, like, watching it, and I was like, this lady's my least favorite. (laughs) And my least favorite scene is is when he's walking underneath the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. It's a snowball on that inn lady. She didn't even care that Jacques died. She cared that, like, the police might think it was her fault. Or that, like, there was some foul play under her house. Like, get over yourself, lady. Some man just died. Right. Okay. Off my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) He's clearly old. (laughs) All right. Well, probably, um, if I had to do a least favorite character, um, I'd actually probably say the policeman, like... You know, he could have saw that dog and just, like, walked off because he knew, like, you know, that law was stupid or something. But he's like, no, he specifically pointed that dog out and was like, he doesn't have a collar. We're going to have to go to court or this dog's going to be put down. Like, so just the Mm -hmm. fact that he just, like, did not have the heart to just, like, ignore it and be like, oh, (laughs) like, I didn't see this dog. It's fine. Like, just keep going about my day. So, I yeah, no did not like him um and i think probably my least favorite part was probably uh old jock dying like i just like the fact that he like was such a sweet man and he had to die in that horrible place like you know just how sick he was and i mean at least like he had pretty much like his best friend with him so at least i'll say that but just like just not the greatest place to you know have your last moment and and the book that he couldn't read either like yeah so sad makes me want to cry it's so sad yeah but at least bobby was with him yeah that's true i think that my least favorite character is also the policeman i just feel like it was unnecessary to like make bobby being around that big of a deal it wasn't a menace I know, yeah, like, it was one thing if he was causing trouble or something like that, but, like, literally the whole town loved him. There was really no reason for it. I, I mean, I get, like, I get the city wants their money, but, like... Se- seven shillings really that big of a deal? Come on. I, I don't know. I guess maybe back then it is, but it just seemed unnecessary. Um, and then my least favorite scene is probably whenever, after Jacques dies and the... Um, police are upstairs and they're like examining him yeah like how the innkeeper lady is like see there's no foul play like and that's all she cared about I was just like lady get over yourself did you guys notice that in that scene he was when he was hiding on when Bobby was hiding under the bed he was playing dead yeah (gasps) you're so right I I did oh my god that's so sad yeah, I did notice that. Probably just erased it from my memory. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because it's no, too... Don't want to deal with it. Um, okay. What we took away from the film. So, I think that my big takeaway is that animals are your family. And I mean, I've always known this, but like just seeing it in this story, even though old Jacques wasn't technically his owner, Bobby basically chose him as his owner. So like he chose him to be his family and he did not leave his side ever. I just think that that's really sweet and really important. Like treat your animals like you would treat any other member of your family. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that's all I got. (laughs) Other Megan? 
Um, I can only say, yeah, I like that definitely was like a big part of it. And like, I also kind of feel like loyalty and community was also like that part too. Cause I mean, every, like, I mean, just like the dog's loyalty and then like Mr. Trail's loyalty, like that was just like a big part of the movie. Like, and then just also like at the end, just everybody just coming together to, you know, help this dog and, you know, and take care of this dog is just, it was inspirational. So I agree. Mm -hmm. Lexi, you're up. I think the thing that really kind of touched me the most about this, this movie was like the, this little we dog. We beast. Um, we beast is how they call it. Yeah. <laughs> we beast. Um, how he just brought everyone together, and Mr. Trail was talking about how he didn't really have anyone, any companionship, and in the end, him and Mr. Brown become friends. And he yeah. invites him in for a drink, and mm-hmm. I thought that was so sweet that this little dog was able to like make these well the, the one old mr brown who was kind of grumpy like kind of make him open his heart a little bit and accept a new friendship, friendship. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and i thought that was really sweet i like that a lot um i definitely take away loyalty shout out to all the hufflepuffs because basically this movie's for you um but also i have a relationship with an animal just like bobby does with Jacques, like me and my cat, like honestly, are tight besties. They're like literally best friends. Like, honest to God. <laughs> Anybody can judge me. I don't care. He's my best friend. Where is Teddy? <laughs> well, he'll call the song of his people if he's in here, so, and we're recording. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he can say hi after. But if he were allowed in here, he would be sitting on her lap mm-hmm. because that's what he does. So, just, like, any friendship you have, whether it's human-to-human or human-animal, cherish it, love it, um, be loyal to it, and also, any voice or lack thereof can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who you are. You know how Ratatouille, anyone could cook? Truth. Lil' Bobby, anyone can change a whole town. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any final thoughts about Greyfriars Bobby? I don't think so. It was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I like mm-hmm. kind of I've never seen it before, so I'm not I definitely grew up on the more the cartoons and not a whole lot of the live action movies. So, I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but like um definitely, you know, the the short amount of time I spent in Scotland, like I it got me interested, but just like, you know, I definitely liked it a lot more than I thought it was. It was Definitely that dog was a big part of it. That dog was so cute. I I would definitely watch it again. It was, I think it was adorable. I was surprised at how much I like, because sometimes the accents were really thick, but I got it. But it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was okay. Like, they would say canna instead of cannot, and Mm -hmm. I caught on to that, and I was like, oh, this is cute. I like this. Yeah. I had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> I'm not judging because I did miss some lines because yeah. they either like just mumbled too much for my ears to handle. Um, what was one that we just watched that was from Scotland? Was that, um, oh shoot, it was about like the guy who's related to Rob Roy or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, kidnapped. Kidnapped. It was yeah, kidnapped. kidnapped. That one was hard to understand. Their accents were thick in that one. We should have watched it with subtitles. I didn't even so think about smart, that. So smart, Lexi. So smart. That is really smart. I'll try. Next time. For I the know. future. Watch. We're totally done with like all Scottish films <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate the time that you set aside for us. So yeah, thanks a lot. Thank yeah. you for having us. This was fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. See, you guys were nervous. I told no you. Reason. <laughs> All right. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Good. Yeah. No. Good. <laughs> the movie wasn't as bad as someone you thought it was gonna be. Oh yeah, I, I was like, this is the first time I watched like one of those live action old school Disney movies like in a long I haven't seen one in a long time mm -hmm. and so I, when it first started I was like uh this is gonna is this gonna be super boring but then it was it really surprised me I really enjoyed it have I scared you off of old Disney films I may have with some <laughs> of my opinions <laughs> it's like I wonder what Megan thinks of this one <laughs> that's so funny I liked it guys I liked it I would watch it again I would too I want to watch that other one yeah. The Piccadilly one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The Adventures of Greyfriars, Bobby. Although, I don't know, because, I don't know, I'm feeling extra emotional today, and I can't handle any more sad, even though the cute definitely overcame the sad, but the sad was hard. Yeah. 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 I got dark <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. So sad. All right. Meg's giving me the look <laughs> so grown-up kids can be found on podbean itunes the google play store stitcher tune in and spotify so make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available and right now it's every day so yep every day notifications all over the place <laughs> you can also find us on social media on instagram at grown-up kids pod and on facebook at grown-up kids a disney podcast you can support us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash grown-up kids pod and look out for a revamp of our patreon in january um, if you head on over to our Facebook discussion group, I've also posted a document with our whole list of movies that we're going to be watching along with like what's available for you to join us on. So if you would like to join us on an episode, just like Megan and Lexi just did. Whether you watched that movie before or not. Yeah, both of them had never seen this movie before. So don't be scared to choose a movie that you've never seen. Because at this moment in time, in our timeline, Katie and I probably haven't seen it either. So... Um, make sure that you check out that list, though, and then let us know in a comment or email us or message us with what movies you're interested in joining us on, and I will try to get you on there. Oh, and continue to send us some Disney memories, because I know we're not doing them right now, but they're going to pick back up when in we January. go back to our regular episodes in January. Yep. Um, so thank you so much for listening, and make sure to watch a very holiday-type movie for Podmas, Babes in Toyland, ahead of tomorrow's episode never seen it it's cute I'm excited and don't forget adults are only kids grown up anyway all who come to this happy place welcome disneyland is your land here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future <laughs> <laughs>